brings um, us to the first instruction from Jesus. I'm asking us to turn our Bibles to Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to be reading from verse 1 to 4. And the Bible says, Take heed that ye do not that ye do not your arms before men to be seen of them. To be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Verse 2. Therefore, when thou doest thine arms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Verse 4. That thine arms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret, himself shall ward thee openly. Saints, we are invited to humble ourselves so that the Lord can, through us, bless others in difficult times. But the way we are meant to be doing it now and even in the coming days as things become difficult, let us not blow our trumpets that we are helping because God is not pleased. Let us do it the way Jesus Christ instructed us to do it. The left hand should, know what the, should not know what the right hand is giving. Do it in humility, knowing that you are touching people, not to show them how kind you are as an individual, but to let them know that there is a God who loves them. There is a God who is able to deliver them from their current predicament. That through you, others may know that our God is indeed God of love. You may say to yourself, that, what does it matter if I, um, I, I, I give people who are destitute, who do not have much, why can't I tell others, maybe to encourage them also to give? Let us not be tempted to do that. Let us stick to what Jesus Christ taught us. Jesus Christ is the best teacher that you and I have, even in difficult times. He knows that we can reach more and touch more when we allow the power of the Holy Spirit to do the talking while you and I are being used as vessels to reach others. 
Remember what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Pride goes before destruction and hotness before a fall. And Proverbs chapter 29, verse 23 says, A man's pride will bring him law, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. We are advised to be um, like little children. In the same book which we've been reading, Matthew, in chapter 18, verse 4, this is what Jesus Christ says. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as the little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. When we are touching others with acts of kindness, let us do it in humility because God is going to use that as a tool of evangelism to reach others. But if you attempt to do otherwise, Jesus Christ gives us a warning in Matthew chapter 23, verse 12. And who, whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. So instruction number one from Jesus Christ. We need to be humble. We need to pray that God will give us humility in the way we do things, in the way we counsel others, in the way we help others, even with the means that the Lord has blessed us with. Let your acts of kindness and love be recognized not by men, but by God himself. Remember that every good and perfect uh, gift that you and I may possess comes from above. And let all the praise, all the glory, all the honor go back to the one who made us. When we're in this period of the pandemic and all, all the difficulties um, that are coming, prayer is important. We need to remember to pray. And that is lesson number two, or instruction number two from our Lord Jesus Christ. The power of secret prayer is what we want to explore. Praying with others is a good thing, and the practice should be maintained. But do not forsake praying alone in secret. Secret prayer, Jesus tells us that it leads to open victory. Let us turn our Bibles to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, the same book where we were. This time we're going to read verses 6 and 7. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 to 7. The Bible says, But thou, when, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closest, closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which is in secret, shall reward thee openly. 
Stop saying this. When we pray, we need to remember that um, prayer in your closet is very important. Prayer in your closet when it is you and you are God alone, God rewards. Sometimes um, praying as a group um, is the, the thing to do because of the circumstances you and I may find ourselves in. But however, do not forsake you are one-to-one with your maker. Do not forsake that quality time for crying out and calling out to your maker, pouring out your heart, not just for your own issues, but interceding for others. Interceding and raising the names of those who are yet to know Jesus Christ. Praying for those in your family who do not know God, uh, or even within our church, people who are struggling, people who are backsliding, people who are, have been weakened by the evil one in their faith. Intercede for them when you are alone. The Bible tells us that when you do that, God is going to reward you, not in secret. When you read verse 6, it tells us that you will be rewarded openly. And another thing on prayer, while we are still on that instruction of the power of a secret prayer, another thing is found in verse 7, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Since when we pray, we are talking to our maker who already knows everything. Even before we speak, God knows. So when you're praying, make sure that you stick to the point. What it is that you want to tell God. If you are asked to pray for someone who is sick, don't pray for bumper harvest because you have an allotment. Or don't pray for the children's success in exams. Stick to what you've been asked to pray for. And don't keep on repeating words. God, um, Jesus Christ instructed us that it is not the abundance of words which we say that um, that's not the basis for God answering our prayers. God wants your prayers and mine to be intelligent prayers. And prayers do not have to be, especially when you're praying um, in a church, they do not have to be lengthy. Or even when you are at home with your children, prayers do not have to be drawn out uh, to the extent that even the, the kids who are in your home dread the time to, for prayer. Let us make sure that we stick to the simple instructions Christ gave us to make sure that there is a proper revival of prayer and love of prayer and interest in prayer in our families, in our churches, and in any place that God may place us. Praying time should not be a burden sometime. Pray, prayer time should be 
a, a time where everybody is eager to go and participate in prayer. Whether you are young, whether you're old, whether you're youth or otherwise. But follow the instruction which Jesus Christ gave us. But when he pray, use not vain repetitions as the heavens do, Jesus said. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be precise. Stick to the point. God will still answer your prayer. One of the many things I like about our Lord Jesus Christ, he doesn't leave us confused. You know, after hearing what I've just said um, about prayer, you may ask yourself that, how should I pray? And praise be to God that in the same chapter, Jesus Christ gives us the instruction. In fact, the whole of chapter six, the words in that chapter, all of them from start to finish came from Jesus Christ. So how should we pray? Let us look at the various steps of prayer as listed in the Lord's Prayer, which is found in Matthew chapter six, starting from verse nine. These are the principles Jesus Christ gave us concerning prayer to make sure that our prayers are to the point and there's no repetitions in what we are, we are saying during prayer. So Matthew chapter six, verse nine. The first thing we need to do in our prayer is to acknowledge the sovereignty of God. Acknowledge the sovereignty of God. You, the prayers are not answered because of the way you feel. The prayers are answered because the one who receives them is sovereign. Verse 9 says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That is the starting point for our prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It is because God is sovereign that he is able to do the things he does. There is no one loftier than our God. He has no equal. And all our praise, all our supplication, all our protection, all our healing, all our redemption comes from our Father who art in heaven. And his name, his name alone is holy and he's worthy to be worshipped. The second thing after acknowledging who God is, express your spiritual desire. This is important. Sometimes after praising God, we want to go on to the list of the things which God should do for us in our physical world. But first express your spiritual um, uh, desire. What does verse 10 tell us in Matthew chapter 6? Verse 10 says, Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done in us as it is in heaven. This should come second in line. After acknowledging who God is, the desires you express to God in prayer should be spiritual desires. You are praying for God's will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. The things which God wants to happen, the things which God has already expressed in his word, that it is his will. Those are the things which you're praying for before you go to express your own concerns. Since these are not my instructions, these are the instructions which Christ gave us while he gave us the guidelines of how to pray in um, uh, the prayer um, which we are looking at in Matthew chapter 6. After expressing our spiritual desire, then we can express our physical desire. Verse 11. Verse 11 says, give us this day our daily bread. You start with the spiritual. Now you, 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 know, you entered the realm of your needs. It could be bread. It could be um, you're praying for sickness. It could be praying for your children. It could be praying for, for anything. But you start praying for God's will to be done, to be reflected in your life and the life of others. You're praying for people to be saved. You're praying for people to be delivered from um, um, demons and um, they, they, those who are captive, um, captive, being held captive by the enemy. You're praying that those people are released. After that, then you come to your own needs. Give, uh, give us this day our daily bread. Since it's very, very important for us to prayerfully go through um, uh, the instructions Jesus gave us to see how our prayer life can be revived. As we enter into difficulty globally uh, caused by the pandemic, we need to know how to approach our maker in prayer. After you have uh, prayed for your physical needs, then seek mercy to the extent that you, are, you show mercy to others. Verse 12 says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. This is important, saints. Uh, the reason why Christ um, put this specifically in this prayer is because he wants you and I to grow spiritually. You all know that when we pray and ask for God to forgive us, the Bible tells us that not only God forgives us, but he even forgets our sins. They are wiped away and they put at the bottom of the sea. If God is our example through scripture, how come that you and I do not do the same? How come that when we forgive, we still reach out you know, for our notebooks and make record of the wrongs that others have done? You know, 
when God, when we read the scripture and, uh, and realize that God forgives and wipes the slate clean for us, it makes us joyful. We know that God is loving. He cares for us. We are receiving mercy which we were undeserving. But why is it that we can't extend the same mercy to others? How happy do you think God is that you still have a record of people who have done you wrong since, since 1972, for those who are that old? You are asking for God to forgive every time you, know, uh, you kneel down to pray. But um, on the other side of the equation, you are keeping every minute detail that you have been wronged by others and you expect that to be pleasing in God's sight. God's sight, it, it is not. Since let us grow in our spirituality. Let us do what God instructed us to do. Let us follow the instructions of Jesus Christ in uh, the book of Matthew chapter six and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. After that, then we um, look at verse 13, which says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We have to conclude our prayers by asking for God to protect us. Asking him not to lead us into temptation. And we have to end our prayer by praising God. For his is the kingdom, the power and the glory, not just for one month, not just for one year, not just for one millennium, but forever and ever, amen. Since these are the instructions which Jesus Christ left us, in times of adversity and while people are suffering, while there is scarcity all around us, the Lord wants us to reach out and help others. But while you're doing that, do it in humility. So that the Lord who sees what is done in secret can bless you openly. And secondly, when we pray, although corporate prayers is a wonderful thing, find time alone, discover this power of um, prayer in secret. Discover the power of secret prayer. You and alone interceding on behalf of others and making your supplications known before your master. And finally, when we are praying, let us acknowledge who God is. Let us express our spiritual desires first and then followed by our physical. Let us seek mercy as we pass on mercy to others. And let us end our prayer by praising God because his is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. May the Lord help us.
as we ponder the instructions given to us by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, thank you so much, Elder Moses, for that uh, inspiring message regarding prayer. Um, I request you if you can do the benediction as well, if you can offer the closing prayer, please. Amen. Let us uh, bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we glorify your name for who you are. We praise you for your goodness, for having kept us throughout the week. Dear Heavenly Father, we invite once again the power of the Holy Spirit to be with us, not just now, but throughout the Sabbath hour. Those who have gone through the week with the challenges, Lord, we pray that their burdens may be lifted at Calvary. Heavenly Father, we pray that this message and the word that we have explored this evening and the instructions from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will resonate with us in these Sabbath hours as we contemplate on your goodness to us. Lord, keep us safe throughout the night and help us to wake up in the morning glorifying and praising your name because you and you alone are worthy to be praised. Thank you so much. And thank you for granting us the opportunity to see another beautiful Sabbath day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in the Vespers Prayer Meeting. Um, stay safe. And um, I wish you all a very happy Sabbath. And hope to see you all back tomorrow morning. It starts at 9.30. Um, good night and a very happy Sabbath once again. Good night, all of you. Good night. Let us sing a song that will cheer us by the way In a little while we're going home For the night will end in the everlasting day In a little while we're going home In a little while, in a little while We shall cross the billows foam we shall meet at last when the stormy winds are past. In a little while we're gone.